Welcome to Animals to the Max. I'm your host, Corbin Maxey. This show is about animals and the people who dedicate their lives to them. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Animals to the Max. I'm your host, Corbin Maxey. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the show. Folks, I can't even believe it. We are almost in season four of the podcast. I've realized that we're in November, and I, I guess the end of November will be our the start of season four. So thank you once again for listening to the show. You know, when I started this, I had no idea that I would, I don't know, that we would be at over a 150-something episodes. We would be ranked as one of the top nature podcasts and have listeners around the world. I had no idea. So thank you once again for listening. All right. We have a very, very exciting guest on the program. On the show today, we have Brandon Rapp, and she is from the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium. She works in the animal programs department. So she works with a variety of different educational animal ambassadors, including cheetahs, binturongs, penguins, labs, you know, dogs. She works with a variety of different creatures they use for educational programs. And I actually met Brandon back in 2016 when I teamed up with the AZA for a program called Saving Animals from Extinction. And we did a big press tour in New York City and I teamed up with the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium. And that's where I met Brandon and her mom, Susie Rapp. And I don't know if you know who Susie Rapp is, but if you are in the zoo world, you should know her. She is the queen of I want to say of the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium, and she is Jack Hanna's right hand lady. So, if you are a fan of watching Jack Hanna on his numerous documentaries or when he used to appear on Letterman or Good Morning America, you would see this lady with blonde hair always passing Jack Hanna off animals, and that's Susie Rapp. And anyway, that's Brandon's mother. So, Brandon literally grew up at the Columbus Zoo and around animals. And I always just wanted to pick her brain. Like, what was that like? I mean, Jack Hanna used to babysit her. Like, Jack Hanna is a uncle to her, pretty much. So I just wanted to know, what was it like growing up in the Columbus Zoo, always, you know, being surrounded by animals, I think, and you'll hear her recall a story of when her mother was about to give birth, like, you know, to Brandon, she also had tiger cubs with her because she was caring for them. It's such a fascinating life, and I had to pick her brain and see, like, what was that like? I couldn't even imagine growing up with Jack Hanna or all these amazing animals. And you guys, for all of you who want to work with animals one day in the zoo field or in any animal related field, this podcast is for you and it's super inspirational. Brandon had to work extremely hard to get the position she's in now. As you'll hear, she actually worked her way up from working at the zoo when she was 15 at the Dippin' Dot stand to now training cheetahs. So it's really, really inspirational. Before we get to that, please make sure as always to subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to the program. Please leave a rating. Let me know what episode you like the best. I, I seriously, I appreciate it. I love the feedback. I also love your guest suggestions. And all you have to do is just send me a DM on Instagram and be like, hey, this person would be a great guest. Or I've had people pitch themselves and be like, hey, I would be a great guest. And this is why I'll get you on the show. I love sharing people's stories, especially if you have some wild experiences with animals. So if you are someone fascinating, or if you know someone who's fascinating, pitch them for the show. You never know. They might make it on the Animals to the Max podcast. As always, if you want behind-the-scenes information, head on over to my social channels at Corbett Maxi on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and YouTube, which, by the way, you guys, YouTube, it's where it's at. Um, as you know, we just released videos of us releasing our alligators into their brand-new habitat which was amazing. We did the whole Steve Irwin crocodile hunter thing where we like literally top jaw roped them, jumped on their backs, and like we picked up my 500 pound alligator and moved him to his new home. So that's all on YouTube. So I encourage you to check that out. I will also include the links in the show notes. With that said, let's do this. Let's talk to Brandon Rapp from the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium. I am so excited today. I'm joined with my friend, Brandon, from the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium. How are you doing this morning? I'm great. How are you? Okay, we have to just cut the bowl because I literally went on Skype and you were like, I do not like your shirt. Yeah, I 
don't like your shirt at all. I'm sorry, Corbin, but... Oh my gosh, I'm wearing a Michigan Wolverine shirt. Yeah. It's because my wife's from Michigan. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the team up north, no. Here at Ohio, you know, we don't like the team up north at all, so... Oh my god. You know what? Can I be honest? I don't even really follow sports, and it's freezing in my office, and I was like, I need to get a long sleeve shirt, and this is... <laughs> I'm happy... You picked I... the ugliest shirt. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Hey, well, thank you for taking your time out of your busy schedule to come on the podcast. Of course, of course. I'm excited. Yeah. So you have one of the most fascinating lives, seriously, of anybody I know in the zoo and aquarium world, because you literally grew up at the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium. Your mom, Susie Rapp, has been a pioneer there for many, many years, and you just have always been around these exotic animals and I just I, I really want to pick your brain and like what was it like growing up around Jack Hanna and going to these TV shows and working with cheetahs and polar bear cubs and all these amazing animals that I wish I get to work with on a, <laughs> on a daily basis yeah I'm you know I'm pretty blessed to have all those animals you know part of my life since I was a baby um I mean when my mom brought me home from the hospital when I was born she had three baby tigers um but she was hand raising at the same time so you know I just I didn't know any better I remember on holidays like Christmas going to the zoo because my mom had to go in and feed some baby animals um so like I would spend Christmas there with her so oh pretty crazy that but is... I thought it was normal yeah so did you always <laughs> grow up wanting to work with animals to follow in your mom's footsteps yes and no like when I was little, I, you know, just thought it was normal. Didn't think it was, like, cool, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it was cool, but, like, I just didn't know. Um, but once I got, got older, I was like, this is awesome. Um, and then it was in college when I was like, I really want to work with animals. But my mom actually tried to talk me out of it. Really? Yeah. She tried to talk me out of it. Um, she said, she's like, you know, it's a really hard field and just being like protective. She was like, didn't want me to do it. But then it's like, no, this is what I want to do. And she was then like, okay, if that's what you want to do. Then you need to follow your heart. Wow. So, so, yeah. so and so you went to college. What degree did you get in or what degree so did you get I in college? I went to the Ohio State University <laughs> and I was a communication major. Okay. Um, so, you know, you just kind of learn the animal stuff like as you go. Uh -huh. um, but yeah. Wow. That is, so let's just back up really quick to give people an idea of your mom, Susie, by the way, which I met, let's just, we should tell the audience. Now, I met you both in 2016 <laughs> with the AZA. Yeah. And yeah. we, we met in New York City and we were doing yep. a, a PR tour for to, to talk about safe, saving animals from yep. extinction. And that's where I met you. And that's the first time I worked with the Columbus Zoo. And I'm not going to lie. I was almost starstruck seeing your mom. Because, no, really, though, because if, if you watch Jack Hanna shows like on Letterman or you watch yeah. his TV, Susie's always there. Your mom's there. She is. She is. She's the other Susie of his life. Um, his wife's name Susie, so she's the other Susie. Yes, and I remember I saw her and I was like, oh my gosh, it was so nice to meet you. And then I was like, you have beautiful eyes. And she's like, thank you. <laughs> like, this is weird. That's who amazing. is, yeah, who is That's this? Amazing. Yeah, but I seriously, I recognize her. And then I met you and Whitney, correct, from the Columbus yes. Zoo? Yes, yep. yep. And uh, Brian, right? Yes, Brian, yep. Yes. And yes, so fun. That was that fun though, or were you kinda like, yes. who is this kid from Idaho coming in and trying to <laughs> no. be Jack Hanna? Are you sure? Be honest. You can be honest with me. No, it has been no, some it was time. Fun. Was it, it was fun. Okay. Yeah. Cause we were we, we were in New York, uh, you know, promoting uh, saving animals from extinction with uh, the AZA had teamed up with Frito Lay and you guys have brought some animals. Yeah. So we did shows. We did the Today Show, which was awesome. Yep. That was fun. We did People magazine. Oh, yeah. Wall Street Journal. Yeah, we did a lot. We did a lot. And you guys got to meet, you and I, we got to work with Regis Philbin, that icon. Yes. Isn't that crazy? So crazy. Yeah. And you guys brought- So crazy. And I, all of your animals, it, it really was a dream come true because you brought baby Aww. clouded, you brought baby clouded leopards. Yep. A penguin. 
penguin, yes. A bent- what else did we bring? A benturong. Oh, yes, the best. Uh, Kawadis. And I could not get the name right because it, it was a Palauan Binturong. And for the life yes. of me, I could not remember what, <laughs> what is this called? A Puahu? Like, I'm, this is a Binturong to me. It's a Binturong. It's a Binturong. Yeah. yeah. And then we had uh, Kawadis. It was so amazing. All your animals were just so comfortable. And your, 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 your team was awesome. So it was, yeah, like I said, dream come true. But I always wanted just to pick your brain about like growing up and kind of what that was like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it was amazing. Like, you know, I used to actually, I'm an only child, so I actually thought the animals were my siblings <laughs> growing up. And I can remember, you know, my mom would have like a cheetah, a baby cheetah or something. And I'd be like, mom, like, who do you love more, me or the cheetah? And she was like, don't be silly. I love you both the same. It's <laughs> like, thanks. Um, but yeah, it, it was awesome growing up with animals and whatnot and then now working at the zoo is awesome too sure and you are in can you give me your official title so i'm an animal program specialist i work in our animal programs department so all the animals that go to schools events and then travel with jack as well um but i'm mainly in our africa area so we have our watering hole um where we do our cheetah runs we also have aardvarks hyenas warthogs hornbills um and i work with all those mainly but i still do like the um events and taking animals out and whatnot how how has that been during the pandemic hard really hard i mean the zoo was shut down for a couple months um so we didn't have any programming um you know no cheetah runs or anything and then we are open now we are doing programs. We actually still do some virtual programs, um, which is different, but it's fun. Um, but we're doing cheetah runs now. Um, we're actually going to be closing Heart of Africa here soon since it's starting to get cold. But Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, it's. I think everyone's had to adjust. I've had to do virtual shows. It took me a little. It, it, it is kind of weird. You know what I mean? It is, Yeah. I mean, na- I feel like I just can't connect with the people, you know, I love connecting with like the audience and the people and it's hard, like virtually. Yeah. I had to learn there was like a delay too. Cause I, cause I, yes. I naturally talk fast and I, I Same. feed off. I know. Right. I, I feed <laughs> off like an audience reaction. So yeah. when I like say something and no one says anything and they're just like looking at me, like, what <laughs> like, did he just oh. say? <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm getting better because I, you know, we, we just have to, you know, with these yep. segments, you know? Yeah, for sure. Were the, for sure. were you still training the animals, you know, with behaviors, even though you weren't doing programs during the time? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, during our downtime, like not having cheetah runs and everything, we actually did a lot of training. Oh, um, wow. We were able to do a lot more training with the animals, which was nice to uh-huh. still like be able to do that and even do more of it um so that was nice but just like not being able to do programs and stuff was weird but yeah yeah and are you at the Columbus? by the way the columbus zoo is one of my favorite zoos in the country i'm not just saying that it's an <laughs> awesome zoo it is an awesome zoo it's it is. it's huge how big is the zoo huge. i'm not sure isn't it actually f- but it, it's huge it's huge like you got in the areas and we're growing where you're yeah. growing, what are you getting now? I feel like you have well, every so we animal. We just opened our Adventure Cove um, region. So we it's our new Animal Encounters Village that we have. So people can get up close to animals, um, like different animals. And then we have sea lions now. Really? Which, yeah. So we have um, sea lions and seals. And we have actually two baby sea lions. And that's all part of the animal programs department, too. So you get to work with them? So I don't get to work with them. Uh, my roommate, she actually works with the sea lions. So that's cool to hear, like, all the stories and see all her photos with them and stuff. Um, but I've, like, been back there and whatnot. But they're really, really cool animals. Wow. I didn't know you guys. And the last time I was at the Columbus Zoo was 2008. Oh, geez. And it was massive then, though. It was, it yeah. Was, it was amazing. I think you had just finished like the Asia Quest. Does that ring a bell? I don't know. You probably like two thousand eight. Africa. No, Africa was not there. I don't think in two thousand eight. Oh, yeah. No, no, it wasn't. 
It was maybe. I don't know. It was still. I don't think it was still an amazing, amazing zoo. I was oh, shocked yeah. at how big it was, and you I, need to come back soon. I I because I do. It's amazing. I know, and I had Jack Hanna on the podcast, and he promised. Really? Yes, dude. I had him. Oh, I I got Jack. He was last year. And I, yeah, I talked to Jack for over an hour, which was like a dream come true. That's awesome. And he invited me back, which he, like I say, he's probably doesn't even remember that, but he's like, who is this guy? What was it like growing up with Jack Hanna though? Because he's like, for our time, he was such a pioneer and such a huge figure in the animal and zoo world. He's like one of the most famous people. Yeah. I love Jack. He's like an uncle to me. I mean, my mom looks at him like a brother um and he looks to her like a sister and i've known them ever since i was born my mom actually used to babysit his kids so his i'm really close with julie his youngest daughter um she works at the zoo with me but i've just always been really close to her and jack's wife susie actually used to babysit me when i was a baby and it's funny because i guess that jack would like never go home at lunch or anything but then when, every day that Susie had me at his house, he would go home for lunch <laughs> to go see me, which was funny. Um, but, yeah, I've known them ever since I was little, so I love them. But is They're it, like a second family. When do you realize that Jack is famous? You know, probably not till I was, like, older, you know? Like, really? I just, I mean, obviously, like, he has his TV shows, and, like, I would watch them. Um, they actually, I was on one of them, um, Jackie and his Animal Adventures. They filmed my mom with baby tigers and bringing them home at night, and I was three years old. And and it, I'm like, I want to say goodnight to the tigers. And I was like, I want to go give them a kiss. Oh, and my mom's God. like, no, don't wake them up. Like, let them sleep, because I always used to go wake up the baby animals mm-hmm. when I was little. Um, and they would start crying and think they're hungry after she had just fed them. And then she'd get mad at me for waking them up. Um, but I don't know. I would say I was a little older, like when I realized like, you know, dude, I used, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're fine. Go. I used to wait in the mail every month. They would send me zoo life VHS tapes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like I would wait. I was obsessed with Jack. I just thought his life was so cool. I never grew up thinking like, oh, I'd want to do what Jack does, but he just, I loved the zoos and the animals. And I just, yeah, I would have, that, that's insane though, that you just grew up with this guy. I mean, not this guy, but just Jack Hanna. And yeah. I, when do you start going with him? Cause I mean, your, your mom helps him with the TV shows. What was your first experience? I guess you said you were three, you were on Jack Hanna's yeah, Animal Adventures. Adventures when I was three. Um, I remember like a long time ago. I want to say I was like seven, maybe uh-huh. or eight. I don't know. Um, we used to do Mori, like take animals on Mori. <laughs> they actually had. I know it's funny. They actually had a kids segment, so I was one of the kids that was on it. Like, and there was all these kids in the audience and stuff. Um, so that was like my first like real show that I went to. Um, and we all had little khaki overalls that we wore for it um, and helped with the animals, which was fun. Oh, my God. Maury, <laughs> like the one that's like, you are not the father. Not the, yes. Oh, I used yes. to love those shows. Like, I mean, it's right? like a guilty pleasure. I haven't watched yes. Maury in years. But, you know, when in the afternoon, it's like, oh, yes, Maury's on. Yes, and then, yes, they're, then they then they throw the chairs. He was yep. – I forgot Jack was on Maury. I've never seen one of those segments. What was that you like? You have to look it up. Is um, it-, it was a lot of fun. I liked – I mean, it was like, I was little, I was young. There was a lot of us kids, which was fun. Um, So it was kid-friendly, which was nice. And he, did he film in Connecticut? Yeah. Yeah, it was Connecticut. And and Maury's, he's still around, right? He's still kicking. I think so. Yeah. I don't follow along, but I think, yeah. Oh my God. That's, that's crazy. Okay. Yeah. When did, yeah. And, and let's just talk about what are some of the animals, because, you know, whenever Jack is on TV, he always has, I always think, some of the coolest animals. And those a lot of those animals are from the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium. Yeah. And so let's talk about some of the animals. And, you know, um, and I was just, like I said, blown away with how comfortable 
your animals were with people. And that's, and I've been doing this for 18 years, obviously not as long as Jack, but I mean, it was, it's so refreshing. Like they were, the animals were so comfortable. It was amazing. Oh yeah. You know, everyone doesn't understand too. Like these animals are so well-trained. I mean, we're with these animals more than we are with our own family, as you know, and we just put so much time into them and taking them on programs to schools, events, new places, you know, when they're babies and we have to hand raise them, you know, we're feeding them every couple hours and we actually take them home with us just because it's easier um, for us and for the animal because they get used to going to new places. Um, they get used to like traveling in a car, you know, mm -hmm. um, and they just get used to all the new things. And so like they've been around it like their whole lives, which is why I believe, you know, they're comfortable yeah. going out and doing this and, you know, getting people to connect with these animals to, you know, help them in the wild. 100%. And one thing I'll never forget, it was our first PR thing that we did in New York for that tour. And we did it for, remember we went in that big office building and all those magazine editors were just sitting in chairs yes. like at that conference room. Yes. And that was the first time. And it was this like impromptu like i just stand up and talk and yeah, yeah yeah yeah, and you guys just brought the animals around and that was it was at the end of that because it was a bunch of new york people and at the end of that i remember this one gal came up to me and said oh my god she said i grew up hating zoos i just thought they were these wow. horrible cruel places and after seeing the columbus zoo animals and hearing about how much money that you guys are donating to conservation and how like the animals were so comfortable it, she said it completely turned her mind around and i thought oh it just gave me chills i was like that's why that's we're doing awesome. kind of like what we're doing you know yep that's awesome yeah people just don't realize i mean these animals like they're not our pets but uh -huh. like we do raise them from babies and whatnot and we do what we do for these animals. We do what we do to help save these animals in the wild. And that's why zoos are so important because they donate so much money to conservation. Millions. Um, you know, at the zoo, we work with over a hundred different conservation groups and it's just like, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, millions. I think like yeah. the latest stat, I mean, I haven't looked for a while was like a quarter of a billion dollars. It, it was insane how much zoos, that's just, awesome. just AZA zoos, have donated. And I think that year it was over 80 something million dollars. That's just go straight to saving animals and wild yep. habitats. And that's what people just don't realize, you know, like that's what we do. Yeah. And I just wish more people knew that. I know. And it, and <laughs> I, and I keep on going back to our experience together, but even when we, when, when, when we did people magazine and we had trout, who is amazing. How is trout. trout doing? Is trout still around? Oh my gosh. He's the best. He's my, he's my uh, work boyfriend. Okay, good. Um, yes, I am. I love trout. Can we, can we talk about trout? What is trout? I guess people are like, wait, oh, yeah. is this trout an actual is, trout? <laughs> right. So trout is an African black footed penguin. Um, he's 10 years old. He actually just turned 10 on October 8th. Um, but he is amazing. He's the best penguin ever. Um, you know, penguins mate for life. We have some penguins we thought Trout would, you know, mate with, but he'd rather be with people. He loves his people. Um, but he's one that always travels. Um, he loves traveling. It's his favorite thing ever. Yeah, that's the thing. And I was going to say, he was so comfortable. We did People Magazine for, we went up to there when we filmed some stuff for People Pets. And he, he was up there for a couple hours. He was so oh, yeah. comfortable. Just walking around, going up to people, like, yeah. loves people. That's the thing. And it's like when people say, because we are in a day and age when people are either anti-zoo or yep. anti-bringing animals, you know, on these shows. <laughs> That penguin could not have been more comfortable. Like there, there was no like, and, and, and by the way, when, when you do these shows, there's no way we're going to be taking on an animal that's uncomfortable or wild. Cause that, I mean, that, Absolutely not. I mean, that would not only make us look bad, but the animal, it would just make the whole thing. I mean, so all these yeah. animals are so comfortable. I just want to, I can't stress that enough. Um, exactly. And you know, our thing is. Um, in our department is the animals always have the choice. There's been many times we've been, you know, at our local news stations or even um, at the Today Show where an animal we we're supposed to get out and it was like in the back, like, I don't want to come out. 
then it's not coming out. Like mm-hmm. it's the animal's choice. If they want to go, they can. If not, they don't have to. Yeah. Um. So they do have that choice. Yes, and I want to say, and you guys, they get the the red carpet treatment. They get to sleep in the hotel rooms. <laughs> like, yes, it's not like yes. they're so in. So we do yeah. stay in hotel rooms when we travel. Um. So they get to hang out in the hotel rooms with us. Um, Trout is one of my favorites to travel with because he's just follows me around, you know, when I'm in the bathroom doing my makeup and getting ready, he's just standing there waiting for me. Like he's, he's the best. Do you ever pinch yourself and be like, holy crap, I have a penguin right by me as I'm all the time, all the time. I'm like, what, what? what is this? Like, what am I doing? This is awesome. Do you, do you have to put down like a tarp or something in the, in, in the hotel room or do you keep them in the bathroom? So we kind of just let them walk around. We have a lot of cleaning supplies when we travel. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, they do poop every 10 minutes so it can get pretty messy, but yeah. Do you restrict them to the bathroom though? I'm just so curious because I've never stayed in a hotel room with Um, a penguin. Right. Sometimes, yes. Like we try to like mm-hmm. keep them like on the hardwood floor rather than the carpet. But sometimes accidents happen. So. Oh man, <laughs> I've had to share a hotel room in New York with so many creatures, including a capybara. That was oh. My oh. God. A capybara. That was in. in we have intense. three. Oh. We have three right now. They're really cute. They're um. Almost a year, maybe now. But they're really cute. But they're poop, man. It's and by the way, uh, capybara, the largest rodent in the world. So it's like this. Yeah. It, they're cute, but it's like a big rat. I mean, it really is. Without a, t- yes. I mean, they're in the same family. And then yeah. I uh, stayed in a hotel room with a prehensile-tailed porcupine for a week. Oh, the smell. Fun. The smell. <laughs> what is right? Been the, but what... then you just get used to it, and then you start to smell, and then you think it's normal, and then you go out in public, and everyone's like looking at you funny, and you're like, "Sorry." Yeah, but but in the and I'm not complaining. I'm the reason why I'm bringing this up is because we didn't tell the hotel we had animals because we. Oh. Yeah, so we were <laughs> we didn't tell them because I've anyway I didn't I wasn't you know I wasn't the big Jack Hanna so back in the day like I couldn't tell you know like they were like no animals yeah. allowed so we. Snuck snuck them in and that's why I was like the smell it was so hard to get that smell out but you know we had no complaints after because we brought cleaning Good. supplies too oh yeah that cleaning supplies but it, yeah it smells like bo the porcupines do and yep. the poop what has been the smelliest animal you've had to share a hotel room with otter really otter. Asian small clawed otter I actually we were in Florida um doing shows with jack at sea world uh-huh. and bush gardens i think we did two maybe and i had yang our asian small clawed otter and you know they just have a strong smell to them like bo um and he's a cuddly boy and he just likes to lay on you and like rub on you so all of my clothes just smelled like him but I was used to it, you know, by the end. And my coworker that I was with, Lauren, I remember her looking at me and being like, were you cuddling Yang <laughs> before we went to dinner? And I was like, yeah, I was. And she's like, yeah, I smell you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about their poop because they have really stinky oh poop, Oh, my gosh. Too. Their poop is the worst. Yes, it is. But they're so cute. They're so, so cute. They are. That is, oh, my gosh. What a life. Did. So in so let's just kind of go back to the Columbus Zoo and working in the zoo field. There, it's really, really those positions are competitive and so competitive. Did you receive? And I hope you take this right. So please don't get mad at me. You're like, oh yeah, crap, yeah. what is he gonna say? But did you get feet? Did you get pushback from people who were like, oh, she just has an in because her mom works Absolutely. with Jack? And did Absolutely. did you feel like you had to almost fight harder to prove yourself? Absolutely. And you know, I still feel like that. You know, I I mean. I feel like my mom's harder on me than she is anybody. And I don't call her mom at work, Susie. I call her Susie. Really? Um, But she's harder on me than anybody else. Um, But, like, I started working at the zoo in the food court when I was 15. Um, Scooping Dippin' Dots and everything. I did that for a couple years. And then I was a lifeguard at our water park at Zumbezi Bay. Um, And then I worked in guest relations for a couple years. Um, And then animal programs. And then was hired full time. 
So you so you worked your way up. It's not like you I just you just no. got out of college and you nope. just got this dream job in nope. the animal the, training department or the no. animal. Okay, no. The day I turned fifteen, my parents they were like, "All right, it's time for you to get to get a job. Let's go." So when mm-hmm. I was fifteen, I started working at Dippin' Dots. Dippin' Dots. Yep. Oh my god! My <laughs> sister used to work at Dippin' Dots, and she said she would secretly fill her big like forty two ounce mug with Dippin' oh, Dots yeah. and go. Did you do that? Like, did you like just love to eat them behind Maybe. the scenes? <laughs> that is that's awesome. So they really wanted to instill that work ethic with you. You didn't just jump absolutely, right no. in. No, nope, absolutely. And you know, my parents. I'm so fortunate. They both, you know, were really strong at like telling me like you need to work. Like work super important. And it is like, I love my job and I put it before a lot of things. Uh Um, And I mean, just working with animals now, especially like, I mean, you know, you're on call 24 seven, like anything can happen. So I, you know, I've stayed many nights at the zoo with a sick animal and stuff. Like it's, it's a priority. It's a life, like it's a lifestyle. Like it's not just your job. Like it's your lifestyle working in the zoo field. That is, I'm so happy you touched on that because you cannot just go home and, no. and just relax and be like everything. No. You can't. You're always on call or you're thinking of a sick animal or. Absolutely. Yeah. We, um, like last Christmas, we, if we have a TV show called secrets of the zoo on Nat Geo wild. Um, and one of our cheetahs, Kwame, he was actually just on it. He was one that he was having seizures. We came in and he was having seizures. Super scary. Um, he has encephalitis and he's had like a couple flare ups. And last December he had a flare up. It was December 23rd because I remember, um, being there Christmas Eve till like midnight with him. So early Christmas morning I was with him. Um, and then Christmas I was with him as well. So we all did a rotation and whatnot, but you know, you're just, these animals are part of your family, you know? Yeah. And like, I, it's, I'm with these animals more than I am at home. And yeah, that's like, that's another thing too, though, when people are anti zoo and it's like, they're torturing the animals. It's like, they're the, the keepers and trainers and like they're the last people like they're you're so dedicated to your animals yeah you know yeah absolutely um i mean and like these animals too they get the best uh medical care you know in the wild they're not going to get this care um but we're fortunate at the columbus zoo we have amazing vets um and I think vets everywhere, you know, all the zoos are just so dedicated to these animals as well. And it's so important. Yeah. So going back to secret, the secrets of the zoo, correct? On Nat Geo. Yeah, secrets of the zoo on Nat Geo Wild. So we were watching that. It was several months ago. And we, cause, cause now it's on Disney plus. It is on Disney plus. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God, that's Brandon. I need a messenger. And my wife's like, don't do that. That's so weird. Cause I was like, I'm messenger oh. right now. I was like, you're doing so good. I'm watching. You can't believe I'm watching you on Disney. Oh. Such a good show. But at the time it was one of the episodes where one of your cheetahs, I think she lost her cubs and it was this heartbreaking episode. And like, you know, your mom was crying. You were crying. Yeah. You were there all night. And I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring that up, but it just shows your, your dedication and you know just passion for these animals yeah yeah you know it that show it really does i mean the like the kwame episode that they just aired um like i was crying like during it because it's so scary to see that you know your animal go through that um and like when you have to do your interview after like it's really hard to talk about it you know like Mm -hmm. it's so hard is that let's go back onto that show to be on Nat Geo. That is <laughs> that's amazing. What is yeah, that? Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun, you know. We it's we love just sharing what we do with everybody cuz like we've said, like people just don't really know what we all we do at the zoo. You know, people don't know what a day in the life is to work at the zoo and all the things we do for the animals and the care and everything that goes into it. So this show just shows some of that, which is awesome. 
um, just to be able to get that out there for people to see. Yeah, and for so long, and it's and I'm I'm a huge behind the scenes guy. I don't know. Ever yeah. since I was a kid, I love to see the interworkings of like where the animal dens are, where are they making diets, like. I'm just, I'm I'm weird like that. I'm so into that. Like when no, I when I yeah. go to a zoo, I love to even if the animals aren't in there, I love to see like okay, where do they shift from here to it just I I yeah. fascinates me. And for so long it was so taboo, I feel like in the zoo world to show visitors that. Like it was so Absolutely. like oh, this is a closed curtain. and But it's like with the secret lights of, of, of the zoo, it just, the curtain's open and it's like, you're coming yeah. behind the scenes and, you know, you're going to see where they, you know, what we do. And I think that's so refreshing for people to see that. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's fun to show them that too. And now at the zoo, we offer a bunch of behind the scenes tours that people can sign up to do on our website, um, which is cool because we, in our um, Africa building, with the cheetahs we do it's called chatting with cheetahs we do tours um and people get to come up uh see the cheetahs and hear about each individual cheetah and everything we get to tell our personal stories about them um and it's really cool yeah that is so cool i and what is it like are they how big is their film crew like is it is it weird for a little bit does it take a while to adjust when you have people following you around with cameras? Yeah, it definitely does. But then you just get used to it. So there's a lot of um, guys with the film crew. They're they're a lot of fun. They're awesome. Are too. they? Are um, they? It, yeah. It's the crew animal people. Do they like it? Oh, or? yeah. Oh, yeah. They love animals. Um, and, you know, they are super nice. Like, we had our baby cheetahs um, that will be on, hopefully, soon this season or next season um we have two baby cheetahs adrian and dave right now they were born through in vitro fertilization the first cheetah cubs to ever be born um through in vitro fertilization um which was awesome but they were in filming them and i remember one of them looking at me and be like this is the coolest thing ever like being this close to them um which was cool like to see that and whatnot but yeah we have Two cubs, Adrian and Dave, who are adorable. They're eight months now. Wow. In vitro fertilization. Let's talk about that because cheetahs yeah. are in serious trouble in the wild. Unfortunately, yeah. So cheetahs are my favorite animal. Um, there's less than 7,000 cheetahs remaining in the wild. Um, so they're an endangered species for sure. And we work with different conservation cheetah conservation groups um, at the zoo. But... We partnered with the Smithsonian, and we actually did um, in vitro fertilization. So they took eggs from one of our cheetahs, BB, and they took sperm from a cheetah at Fossil Rim in Texas okay. and placed it in one of our other cheetahs, Izzy. And she ended up having Adrian and Dave, two cubs. Um, we had cameras on her in the den. And being she's hand raised, we were able to actually go in the den um, and weigh the cubs while she was in there. She was super nice, super cool, purring um, and everything and allowed us to weigh them while she was there. And um, we noticed because we were weighing them every single day that Adrian, the little girl, just was not gaining weight. And... Dave, he was gaining actually like a lot of weight and he was a lot bigger than Adrian Uh and cheetahs. They actually, so they won't raise a single cub. And if one of them isn't doing well, they're only going to produce enough milk for just one cub. So that's when we decided to step in and we ended up hand raising um, Adrian and Dave just because we didn't want to take any chances of anything happening um, to Adrian since she wasn't getting enough milk from Izzy, but they're doing great. They're little rock stars. They're awesome. Wow. So they're actually starting um, this summer. We started working with them on doing the cheetah run. So they're doing our cheetah run like big kids, not as fast, but still really good. Yeah. And can you tell listeners, what is the cheetah run? Yeah. So at the zoo, we in our Africa, area we have our cheetah run um so cheetahs are the world's fastest land mammal they can reach speeds of 60 to 70 miles per hour in just three seconds and we just want to show everybody just how fast they run so in our watering hole we have our uh lure system set up 
So we just have a fluffy dog toy um, that we actually give the cheetahs when they're babies. So mm -hmm. they get to play with it, get used to it, um, and it becomes, you know, valuable to them. So they do the cheetah run, and at the end of the run, they get to catch the ball. Um, and then we ended up trading that ball for a piece of their favorite food. Um, but, yeah, so we have our cheetah run, so all of our cheetahs do that so they can show off that top speed. But we also have cheetah dogs. So we have three yellow labs um, that we raise with our cheetahs, and they get to do the cheetah run as well. Oh, how embarrassing. Do they just get <laughs> right? smoked? <laughs> right. So we run our cheetahs first, and then after we run the labs. And it's actually pretty cool because, I mean, the cheetahs are extremely fast, and you can see that. But, like, seeing a lab run after them and seeing how, like, slow the lab is it just gives you such a greater appreciation for how fast like the cheetah actually is um but yeah it's really cool yeah and can we talk about that some people might be confused why do you raise cheetahs with dogs and i'm sure you hear from visitors all the time oh. like the cheetah's gonna eat the dog oh all the time um so cheetahs they're an endangered species less than seven thousand remaining in the wild um and one conservation group that we work with is called the cheetah conservation fund and I've been fortunate enough to be, have been able to go there, which is really cool and um, see Dr. Lori Marker who founded that. But uh, one reason why cheetahs are endangered is because cheetahs will attack farmers' livestock and farmers will end up shooting the cheetahs because it's how they make their money. Um, so they shoot the cheetahs and that's one reason why they're endangered. So what the Cheetah Conservation Fund has done is they raise an Anatolian Shepherd, which is a big Turkish guard dog, and they place it with the farmers. And cheetahs, they're actually big scaredy cats. Um, they're super skittish. They'd rather flee than fight. So when a big dog is going to bark at them, they're going to run. Um, so it's helped actually sustain the cheetah population in Namibia um, where this is happening, which is really really cool and since we do so much work with them we're like we should you know raise our cheetahs with dogs so that's why we have um our labrador retrievers because mm -hmm. you know we didn't want to get a guard dog because they're guard dogs you know it's yeah. what they're meant to do whereas uh labrador loves everyone and everything so we have three labs um, we actually have four, but one is retired Carlisle. Um, he's 10 years old, so he's retired, but he's the OG of the group. <laughs> um, but then we have Kobe, Cash, and Cullen, um, and they're each raised with a pair of cheetahs. Um, so they just give those, that cheetah the extra boost of confidence, but they've also helped us raise a lot of other baby animals. Um, so like we had baby warthogs oh my and God. they How hung out cute. with the warthogs um, which was really cute. Um, we, when we had baby Benterongs, they actually hung out with the Benterongs. Um, so they helped with a lot of animals. So they just almost provide confidence, companionship. Would you say Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Um, so like, um, my, I'm a little biased, but my favorite, uh, lab that we have is Cullen. He's the youngest, so he's four years old. Um, he's a little ornery compared to the others. And, He's my boy. I, you know, we take him home at night. Oh. So he's one that I take home almost every night. But he's raised with Emmett, um, our cheetah. Mm -hmm. And Emmett actually was born at the Wilds in Zanesville. Um, and he had a sister, but she ended up passing away um, when they were young. They both mm. were full of pneumonia. Um, Emmett almost didn't make it, mm. but we didn't want Emmett just to be by himself. We wanted him to have a friend. Mm -hmm. So we actually let him pick out his dog. So we took him to the breeder and let him pick out which dog he wanted. And he picked Cullen. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is so, yeah. your life just sounds so wild <laughs> and amazing. And, and, oh my God. Okay. So let's switch tracks here. Are you ready for this? Oh gosh. I have to ask you, and you have to be honest with me because the, oh no, no, it's not a harder question. Okay. okay so the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium is one of the, if not the only place in the world that successfully breeds polar bears, which is a huge thing. So just please let me know. Have you held a baby polar bear before? 
I have not. What? I know. Whoa, 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 wait. I have not. Wait, wait, back up, back up. Your mom, Susie Rapp, you didn't, you've never held a baby polar bear? I've never held a baby polar bear. Have you uh, played with the cub? No. So we did have um, Nora, the baby polar bear, that they ended up having a hand raise. So the North America team ended up doing that. Um, I did see her. Um, when she was a little bit older, she, I was in, um, our vet hospital, maybe picking up medicine for an animal. I don't remember. I was over there, but Nora was walking down the hallway and she just walked over my feet. Um, but that's the closest I've been to a polar bear cub. Whoa, whoa, wait. You don't try to pull. Okay. I'm, I would try to pull some strings. Like, listen here, (laughs) North America team. My mom, Susie, I know Jack. Have you, (laughs) really? I would have, oh my God. I would have been all over that. Is it because you didn't want to step on any feet or was it just because, really? I mean, it's their animal. It's their cub. They're hand raising it, you know. Um, she's cute though. She was really cute, but, I mean, I like polar bears, but I wouldn't say they're my favorite animal. Oh, my God. But it's just like I mean, one of those cheetahs. once in a If it was a cheetah cub, I would be busting down the doors to get to it. Really? But... <laughs> I would have. I just, because it's so rare, because polar bears, they don't breed. No, I know. Yeah. I know. But, oh, my. And your mom was working with them, right? She did not help with Nora. Um, she may have helped with a polar bear cub years ago. I mean, she's been at the zoo for 40 years. She's going to kill me for saying that. For 40 but... years. Oh my gosh. 40 years. And she's still going strong. <laughs> oh yeah. She's, I don't think that woman will ever retire. Man. Well, I just, okay. I didn't know. I had to ask you cause I've seen those photos of them, you know, holding the polar bear and yeah. acting all serious with like plastic gloves. And it's like, come on guys, smile. Yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> that's awesome yeah okay well i just want to know okay so besides cheetah what other animal were you just like so excited to work with so i mean obviously cheetahs i wasn't a huge benteron person until i hand helped hand raise our two benterons that we have templeton and fern fern Um, i knew fern 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 yeah she's my baby i love i love both of them so much um, I just think they're adorable and so unique and so cute. Um, so that's like another one of my favorite um, animals. And I don't like, this sounds bad. Like I like penguins. I think they're cute, but like oh. I love trout. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, I have specific ones that I just love. Like, I love all cheetahs. I'm a crazy mm. cheetah person. Maybe not as crazy as Aaron, my coworker that you had on before. Is I she working now at the Columbus Zoo? Yeah, so she's one of our seasonals in our Africa area that we have. Um, the Cheetah Whisperer? Aaron was yes. on my podcast she way was. back yes. in the day. And yes. she, I, she was wanting to get a job. I am so happy oh, that yeah, she got... She's- um uh, one of our seasonals that we have in our area she's great she you know i think a lot of us we have 15 cheetahs and like it's a lot you know but like having aaron there who just like loves them like that's what she does she's just here for cheetahs you know what i mean like it's great to have that energy um and stuff but yeah she's great yeah, I'm so happy. I didn't realize, I guess, followed up that she was at the Columbus Zoo. That's yeah, a, yeah. She made it. I'm so proud of she her. Did. Back, I know. We you should, love her. You should listen to the podcast. We literally interviewed. I did. I, did I you? Did. I did. Yes. And she yep. she was still in college, like eating canned beans, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. shopping at the youth <laughs> ranch. And, and I'm, I'm saying that in a good way because she was no, saying yes. she was like, "This is what I want to do. I'm yes. sacrificing." I am so happy for her. Yeah. That is so cool. Okay. Okay, so you work with Aaron. Okay, so, yes, I know. Okay, so the cheetahs, but you said with penguins. Ventrons, Ventrons. trout, specifically trout. Mm. Um, but, yeah, cheetahs. Cheetahs all the way. Any – okay, is there one animal that you're just not a fan to work with? You can be honest. I know. I'm trying to think. There's not one that you're like, oh, this animal isn't that great in front of people. Or, you know, it's like, oh, it's yeah. just it's no. a pain. Really? Yeah, I mean, I don't like cockroaches. You don't? No. I just had giant cave cockroaches. Ugh. 
I've never seen them in my life. They were this big. I had them on my nope. show last nope. night. They were in my house. My wife was so mad and they flutter. I don't blame her. They, 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 they flutter. Cause the big Madagascar hissing cockroaches, they don't have wings. That's what we have. Yeah. These things flutter. Like nope. these, they're, nope. Nope. I've never seen them. They were the coolest things. No. You don't like them at all. No, that and stink bugs. Oh, stink bugs. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> oh yeah. I was shocked with the cockroaches and uh, do you like tarantulas? No, I'm not a spider person. We no. had I held a big bird eating tarantula last night. It was, no, it was thank you. Biggest it was the biggest tarantula I've ever held. It took two hands. She was massive. Massive. I can appreciate that that you will do that, but I'll pass. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that totally, totally makes sense. So Brandon, where do you see yourself in in ten years, twenty years? Do you want to take over your mom's job if she ever retires? You know, I don't know. Like, I enjoy where I am right now. I love growing in my training um, and, and public speaking. And just, like, I love being hands-on with the animals. Whereas, like, yeah, she's still, she hand-raises all of our babies uh -huh. um, and everything. But, you know, she's in meetings a lot, you know, being a vice president at the Columbus Zoo. She's not hands-on with the animals. So, like, I love being hands-on, being with the public, you know, being face to face, I just I love doing that, mm. um, and I've really grown to love training too. Really? Yeah. What has been? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I have the patience for that. I know it does take a lot of patience. Um, like my mom, she'll even say she's like I'm a terrible trainer because she just she has no patience. Um, but like I've grown to have patience. You know, we have. Um, I have two bosses so i don't report directly to Susie. um sean brehob mm -hmm. is my boss um you should have him on the sh uh, your podcast he's well, please have really him. into reptiles oh cool like oh my gosh you should have him um and then our training director valder um stillard he is my other boss um who helps with all of our training and whatnot and like right now i'm training with my coworker kaylee we have two cheetahs, BB and Zimba. Um, she's training Zimba, and I'm training BB, and we're training them a station behavior. Uh -huh. So for our chatting with cheetahs tours, we can have you know if there's a kid on the tour or an adult, you know, adult would probably want to too. Um, we can have them cue the cheetahs to station in an area in their enclosure, um, but they each have a different cue. So Kaylee's cue for her to station is taking her hand and pulling it up. Mm -hmm. And mine is taking my hand and pushing it down. Um, so it's cool just like that they will have different cues for stationing um, in their enclosure. So I'm working on that with her. And like all of our cheetahs, they're trained to do voluntary blood draws, wow. voluntary injections. Um, so it's just no stress for them. I mean, I don't like going to the doctor yeah, and getting shots. Me neither. I need a sucker. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and I'm 28 years old. I need a sucker still. But, um, but so they're all, you know, it's voluntarily trained, which is cool. But I love doing that too. That is so cool. That is amazing. Yeah. Do you have any advice? We have a lot of young listeners who want to get into the field. Um, and it is so competitive and just, especially during this pandemic. And I know, unfortunately, so many people have lost their jobs and, uh, yeah. any uplifting words of advice for people wanting I mean, to pursue? I always say follow your heart and, but start young. I mean, get your foot in the door at any zoo. Like I said, I started working in the food court. Um, a lot of people started young at the zoo. Um, a lot of zoos have volunteer programs. So look into how old, you know, you can be to start volunteering. Just getting your foot in the door at a young age is huge and just working your way up. Because a lot of zoos do hire, you know, within. Um, but just getting that experience is huge. You know, I've, I never even really, th I guess, yeah, like concessions might be a great start. Seriously. Yeah. Cause like keepers will occasionally go and go to con concessions. You meet the keepers, you start talking about their animals and like, exactly. Hey, do you want to go on a behind the scenes tour? Hey. And you like hook them up with the dip and yeah. dots. That's a good way. Seriously. If you can't volunteer, yeah. if you don't get in the program, work concessions, work anywhere in the zoo. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. 
I really, really like that. Awesome. Okay, Brandon. So where can people watch the show? I mean, you guys are on multiple shows. So, um, yeah, so, so Nat yeah, Geo. Secrets of the Zoo. It's on Nat Geo Wild. Um, okay. It's on Saturdays at 9 okay. Eastern time, I think. I should know this. Um, but it's on Saturday nights. And then we also have some episodes or a couple seasons um, on Disney Plus, too. Is it weird watching yourself on Disney Plus or ha- yeah. have, have you watched it? Do you like watching yourself on TV? I don't like watching myself. Like I've seen bits and pieces of it because, you know, some of my friends are like, let's watch. And I'm like, no, let's not. And then they mm. do anyways. And like my boyfriend, he puts it on. I'm like, can you, can you not please? Really? Like, no. <laughs> and I don't know. I just, I don't like watching myself on TV really, but yeah. I like watching like the other areas and like, I mean, we're kind of like in our own bubble, especially with the pandemic, you know, we're not going to other areas in the zoo. Mm-hmm. So just seeing what's new in the other areas, um, is cool too. Yeah, that is cool. But don't you, yeah, I guess you, 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 you are kind of in that, in your you know area. Is there an area yeah. of the zoo that you haven't been behind the scenes? I'm trying to think now. I've been to most, like, areas behind the scenes. Most areas. I haven't, actually, I have not been in our giraffe barn. Really? Yeah. That's they kinda... do tours there. And you've never and been right in next the... next door to <laughs> my, with the cheetahs. Like, I could just walk over, but I haven't been in the giraffe barn. Okay. That's, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so hopefully none of your coworkers listen to this, but what is your favorite area besides the uh, animal collections area that you're in? So besides Afro, like besides cheetahs, where is your other favorite area? I mean, okay, I love Heart of Africa, okay. like the whole concept, like the savanna, like the giraffes, the mm-hmm. kudu, the zebra, you know, the mm-hmm. wildebeest. It's like looks like a savanna in Africa, and you just get that feel, like when you walk through Africa and like seeing the lions. Like I just love um, that area, but I also like. Asia Quest area just because there's so many different animals like that's another area if I had to pick to work in just because you have like so many different animals there um to work with but I mean I'm so happy where I am now yeah Asia Quest so. that's a cool exhibit too don't they have Komodo dragons and gibbons oh yeah we and... have a lot um in our Asia Quest which is awesome and like the tigers I love tigers yep yep I guess tigers should have mentioned that absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Brandon, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I would love to you work need to with come you out guys. And visit. Can you can I get a behind the scenes tour though? Absolutely. Come but, visit. You uh, need to come see Adventure Cove. I know. Um, everything. You can I meet would, Adrian and Dave. I would love to by the way, we need to talk about the names. Were those donors? Is that why their names are Adrian and Dave? Yeah, so okay. <laughs> they have the names Adrian and Dave because the scientists that did um, the in vitro fertilization were named Adrian and Dave. Oh. So that's why we named them after them. Now I feel awful because I'm like saying, like, <laughs> why is a cheetah named Dave? Well, he just did this really important thing. I call thing. him David a lot if you watch Shit's Creek. Oh, my God. Um, I love that show. So I call him David a lot. Ew, oh. David. Ew, da- stop it, David. Oh, David. my God. Oh, my God. I love Shit's Creek. I, I think my favorite so ca- character is Moira. She's just so funny. Oh, my God. We, yes. we call our, cause we, we, we have a dog named Zoe. She's a pit bull and we call her oh. now, we call her baby crow. Like, come here, baby oh. crow. Like, cause of what? <laughs> oh my God. I love it. It's the best show ever. It is the best. Have you ever met any of the celebrities from that show? Doing any no, of the- No, I would love to. But you've met a lot of celebrities though, right? D- doing this. Yeah. I mean, like at the zoo, like just traveling with Jack and stuff at Good Morning America, you know, and then they like really want to meet the animals, which is cool, you know, getting them to meet the animals. So then they can be like, okay, guys, like zoos are awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, they meet them, which is awesome. But who, yeah. Who have you met? Can you not tell us? Who I've met? Yeah. Who have you met? Who's been like the most famous person you've met or the most exciting person? I don't even know. Or do you I'm think. like any musicians or just anyone that you can name off the top of your head you've met? Um, we did the Today Show. Susie was at my mom. She was on it. She was the guest, or not the Today Show. 
um ryan and kelly live with ryan and kelly yep 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 um and like ryan seacrest he was so nice oh good that's good to like so nice um and so into the animals he actually the reason why we went on is because his dog had gotten a hold of his remote and hid the remote and it was stuck on secrets of the zoo no way Ryan was just watching secrets of the zoo um, and is, that's how we found out about it. What? Um, that's why we ended up on the show. But he was really, really nice and really enjoyed the animals um, and really awesome. I like when you meet the like celebrities who are really into it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Because you know, some are like, oh, my God. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Awesome. Okay. Well, I've taken too much of your time. So no, thank, you're fine. Thank you. Thank you so much. I will include thank the links. You. Where can people find you on Instagram? Do you have a private account oh, or yeah. public? No, it's public. Um, at Brandon Rap. Brandon. And it's not Brandon. I need to say that. Brandon. No. I'm sorry. B-R-A-N-N-O-N-R-A-P-P. Awesome. All right. I will include the links in the show notes. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Animals to the Max podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with friends and family. Also, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. It really helps me out. As always, if you have any guest suggestions, if you want to email me personally, head on over to CorbinMaxi.com. And if you haven't already, check out our social channels. You can follow me at CorbinMaxi on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll talk to you next time.